0: Sign up for a free trial of Amazon Prime, 30-day free trial on coloradosportsguys.com. With Amazon Prime, you get free two-day shipping on millions of items, unlimited instant streaming of 41,000 movies and TV episodes, and over 350,000 Kindle titles to borrow for free. That's amazon.com. Sign up for the Amazon Prime free trial at coloradosportsguys.com. Click the banner. We love you.
1: From CSG Studios high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. What's up, everybody out there on the interwebs joining us for CSG 120. woo wow. 120 already? 120. It's got to be Shoot. some sort of landmark of some type. But anyway, Damn, we yeah, are not it? high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado. We are actually <laughs> ground level here at the Colorado Limited Store off of Pearl Street.
0: On South Pearl Street. South Pearl
1: Street. That's yes, right. That works. Uh, that voice you're hearing, of course, Ross, Hipster's Glasses, and
0: Martin. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the... Colorado Sports Guys Podcast, where the West lives. Where
1: the West lives and making his way down here from Fortin, we got Jeff Morton.
0: <clears throat> What's up?
1: What's up is what he does. And our special guest this evening, we have Sandy Clough join us once again from 104.3 The Fan.
2: Always a pleasure, fellas.
3: Yeah, uh, I
1: appreciate you coming down, Sandy. I believe Sandy again. was
3: on the 100th episode, I believe, the last time. So, so it's before, only been so. 20? It's only been 20 episodes episodes, since so. I was last. That's right. It seems like just On yesterday. I mean,
2: we are still inches above street level.
3: <laughs> we are <laughs> slightly <laughs> above street level. Yeah, we can
1: indeed. We just had a uh, goofy looking hipster looking at us <laughs> through the door. <laughs> 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 completely distracted me. I don't know what he wanted. He was trying
0: to come in, he said, can I buy something? I said, I don't own the store, so no. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is this uh, is really like the Today Show. We so got people uh, gawking at us as we're doing this,
1: and we're taking away sales from Colorado Limited. That's, we are. that's right. <laughs> that has to be good. You ever
0: we're heard lined
1: of up halfway down the walk?
0: <laughs> I'd like to introduce them to the internet. Go to ColoradoLimited.com. You can buy all this stuff there.
1: That's beautiful. Uh? Yeah. Except you don't get Instagramification doing it that way, but that's another story. Yes, it is. Let's kick things off with Ross's headlines.
0: Well, well, well. Listen. You know, I, I don't know if the introduction did Sandy justice, but welcome back, Sandy. Thank you. Very, very glad to have you back. It feels like you've been gone from the Denver landscape for like two months. I don't know if you work anymore, but uh, at <laughs> least you found time to be on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Summertime—that
1: yeah. is Summertime. true. I was going back and listening to some on-demand shows on uh, the fan, and I'm going, Seth Everett, Seth Everett, where's Sandy Clark?
0: And, and by the way, he did a great job. I'm not saying yeah. he, but hey, you know, I like uh, me some Sandy. Regardless, there's, there's only one
3: thing. Bless you.
0: <laughs> from the first headline here, uh, from the DenverPost.com on July 30th, 2013, by Mike Chambers. Mike, Jeff, my, yeah, Mike Chambers. Do you, uh, guess went to high school Do You guys have best, head best head. Uh, friendship bracelets? Or Let's read the damn yeah. <laughs> headline. <laughs> Matt Duchesne's contract extension caps atypical offseason for Avs. And uh, the only reason why I bring this up uh was because there was a teaser headline for this and this was one of the blog sections on the Denver Post right uh that said what was the capstone to avs off season and that was the teaser headline and then you clicked into that and that tra- always drives me crazy when you click the teaser headline and then the headline changes when you get to the actual article because oh, like most on- people you know <laughs> We're all right getting headlines prepared for a podcast, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, I, I was, I was like, oh my god, does this mean that the avalanche off season is over and <laughs> hockey's starting already? Oh, it's you know, it's like already again? Nope. Yeah. No. Starts roughly the same time as basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. It starts like September. The season ends in like June. Starts in like August first.
1: Was that word you had in the headline? Was it? A-typical a-typical. a typical like one word atypical
0: a typical atypical yeah not
1: it was another
0: typical not a ooh it's yeah atypical Some, it was probably supposed to read atypical but you know how they do it over there with their headlines and <laughs> editing <laughs> <laughs> they did draft. They did
1: have a good off season, right? Number one. I, I don't
0: know. That wasn't the point of why I brought it up. I didn't actually want to talk about the Avalanche. I was just like, "Oh
3: crap!" You, it's your lead story. Your, yeah.
0: You buried the lead, man. You completely buried the lead. From <laughs> USA Today dot com. Actually, actually, it's a it's a new thing. I've never seen. It's for the Today. They have like a new section called for the win. I've never seen this before. Uh, this is from July thirtieth, two thousand thirteen, by Ted Berg. Jason Giambi breaks a record that Hank Aaron held. Did you guys uh, see this? I did not. I yes. did, yes. I, Everyone else did. Uh, I, I, thought, I thought this was interesting because one of the themes of the headlines on this podcast is we talk about drawing erroneous conclusions from mid misleading headlines. And I thought this was one of the very few exceptions where they had an opportunity to say, Jason Giambi breaks Hank Aaron record, and everybody would be like, oh, my God, what was it? Right? But instead, they said, Jason, they they picked this very, very awkward headline, Jason Giambi (laughs) breaks a record that Hank Aaron held. (laughs) I thought this was really interesting. (laughs) And of course, this was oldest player to hit a walk-off home run. Yeah. And then I thought, isn't he Rocky?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, was, turns, was turns he, out he's a
3: Cleveland Indian. He's on the Indians now. Oh, what a shame, man! man say, how, how old is How old is Johnny now? Uh, Forty two. He's, he's, he's sixty seven. Like
1: yeah, <laughs>
3: sixty seven, ninety. I see the MVP about thirty three years. ago yes, I think he was. It he was, was a,
1: indeed for the A's. Yeah. And then I was
0: yeah, also I, thinking about Barry Bonds breaking uh, Hank Aaron's uh, record, and uh, you know, just this like. Groups, more and more roided freaks uh, are breaking Hank yes. Aaron's <laughs> records. <laughs> yes. That's what you need. The latest roider.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 An people. Aaron record. A hallowed Aaron record. I'm I, sure I, Hank holds that uh, <laughs> quite dear to his heart. The record for oldest player to
3: <laughs> Do a walk-off. walk-off home run. Well, you know, really these players got these records by longevity. You know, their bodies not exactly roided up. You know, would last longer and then these people want to compact a lot of tremendous stats into a very short period of time. So they, you know, in, they do performance enhancing drugs, PEDs, they do, they do steroids, but then they do it so they can do a lot in a short time rather than doing what, what Hank Aaron did, which was Steady over a long period of time. Absolutely. And Except
1: Giambi's played for like forty five <laughs> years. It's <That's laughs> a medical marvel that guy. But he did
0: but they did admit to it at some point, if no, I'm he's, not mistaken. He did admit that he took some, that is true. some some extra stuff. And he also admitted
3: he wore a golden thong for luck. He's yes. a truth teller is what he is. a, <laughs> a, a <laughs> soothsayer. You that can never that. have
2: enough of those. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he did get me to actually Google the ESPN MLB standings today because I was like, Cleveland, are they even in like the playoff hunt? And turns out they can't.
2: Actually, to bar. uh, they are.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Like 57 and 48, something around that area.
2: Yep.
3: So, was- so Ubaldo Jimenez is on a, pl- on a potential playoff team. Is he uh, still there?
2: Yes. <laughs> he is. He is. He's is.
3: Is he participating. He's
2: been slightly erratic, but. I guess by a Baldo's standards.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. It's, He's you know, been
2: rather steady this year. I it's mean, better than slightly erotic. Yeah. <laughs> now.
1: And, then I, and then I scrolled down and saw the Rockies sub-500 record and got depressed all over it.
0: Oh, don't be depressed, buddy. <laughs> don't be depressed. There's lots of games left to be played.
1: Have you guys seen the billboard? There's a billboard on uh, Brighton Boulevard. It's celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Rockies. Sure.
0: Yeah. So the 20 On the 21st year?
1: Is
2: it the 21st year? Yes, well, it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But this 20th year that is expected to be played to conclusion since 94 was not. Oh, is that what they're saying? Uh-huh. Is
0: that what they're Because I thought it was the three and the three, the 93 and the 2013 years. thing. Thank goodness we have one expert on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody bringing us, useful. That's, that's <laughs> why we brought Sandy in. <laughs> <laughs> From FoxNewsLatino.com. <laughs> July 30th, 2013 by Victor Garcia.
1: Oh, your boy, Jeff.
0: Jeff's. What,
1: you stop? Did you that? guys go to high school together? <laughs> you have
0: no idea what you're talking about. I know him. I only know- No, me. he's my friend. I only have no four or five Victor Garcias. <laughs> <laughs> Ronda Rousey goes topless in Maxim Magazine.
1: Ronda
3: huh? Rousey, yeah.
0: Ronda Rousey, huh? The UFC, My guys? the first female UFC. Oh, you're the only the one, UFC? right? You're the only one who knows. I was just thinking. The reason why I brought this up is that nobody will know who she is, but except I do know she'll be more known for this than she will be for whatever sports she's done. To be true. And by the way, I also know Maxim magazine doesn't have anybody really topless in it. Yeah, you know what I mean. She'll be turned like yeah, like year. you could be topless, as in you don't have a top on, but it doesn't mean you get to see all the you know. <laughs> Right.
1: They didn't know how to art supply. Jeff, you're familiar with the art business. You know how they can Wait,
0: wait, wait. So you're saying
3: it's like the body issue of ESPN, where it's like, well, this person's nude. He's not nude, nude, but he's nude. Right. Kenneth Farid. Like Kenneth Farid. I didn't
0: see mushroom stamps. No, there's nothing like that.
1: You place a little hair in the right areas, you know. Blurs. Ronda Rousey, though, former uh, bronze medalist art. in judo, the Olympics, UFC champ now.
0: And a UFC champ. I have
1: San- will... Sandy,
3: do you have any idea who this person is?
1: I have no idea. No, yeah, I have. First female I've to fight never. in the UFC.
3: Well, well, you... I'm here to be educated. <laughs> <but> when <laughs> you get your Maxim
0: <laughs> edition next <laughs> month, yeah, when it yeah, shows no, up, I'm I'm sure have, right. you'll remember the Colorado sports guys. <laughs>
3: <right>. You'll remember <laughs> that particular moment yeah. in this podcast.
0: Let's move on to something important, guys. Let's move on. Those were just kind of some jokes, okay? I like to lighten it up a little bit. Yes. Now I'm going to go into something serious for you guys, serious sports fans. From the DenverPost.com on July 29, 2013, by Mike Cliss. Headline: Brock Osweiler showing big improvement as Broncos quarterback in second NFL year. This is—it's a weird thing to see a headline like this and be excited when we are in the midst at the. It seemed like we're on the eve of this, like such as great potentially great season and then also to think oh man because we're always watching all these these injuries <laughs> and all these things go mm-hmm. happen and we're like well the only guy that you know if he goes down we're screwed is peyton manning but then there's like this little thing where we're like well wait maybe brock osweiler's you know the next steve young or, or something like that and but it's still nice <laughs> to see brock osweiler i mean who knows maybe we are gonna have a little few years of magic well, it is. Before, during, and after Peyton Manning. Well, right,
1: you, know, uh, you know, as Nuggets fans, as Nicholas Kittich-Feely historians, oh, we know man. that you can what, look good in practice. What an
0: absolutely <laughs> insane comparison. Is <laughs> the most inappropriate the third
3: analogy I've I, ever I, heard. I, I object to you even comparing uh, basketball and
0: football <laughs> like that. <laughs> Well how, we the, v- <laughs> well,
1: how do we know that Osweiler is any good, right? Well, we how don't. Is he, how is he Mike Kliss
0: says that he did. I didn't obviously read the actual articles. Well, well, we happen to have someone who's been to Dove Valley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so <laughs> what, is it,
3: what have you seen? That has, it, has that comported with Mike Kliss' article? Well,
2: from what you can take from practice sessions, which – frankly isn't much because you know in these practice sessions you can't hit the quarterback you can't really rush the quarterback so it's hard to look bad Tim Tebow managed to look bad on the practice field (laughs) but I've never seen a quarterback here in Denver really look bad in preseason on the practice field especially during
0: the public ones right right
2: um he did get a few more snaps it seemed to me in the practice session I saw The other day, which would have been Friday, I guess, he got a few more snaps than I remember him getting last year, Hmm. which is more about how they're trying to regulate Peyton Manning, I'm sure. Peyton Manning doesn't need to be. He knows the offense, I assume, a little (laughs) little more completely in year two, (laughs) and uh, no need for him to be out there throwing – and it's not the exactly the number of passes that most starting quarterbacks will be yeah, throwing during yes, a standard right. preseason practice session. Uh, so, and I have no doubt that the thing about Oswald is funny to me is that you have people on one side and people on the other side. <laughs> Nowhere do you have anybody really occupying the gray area. I have no idea. I kind of think Peyton Manning until further notice might be good for another two or three years. Yeah. I think wow, I mean, so. It doesn't <laughs> seem to be in any particular <laughs> physical distress that I can detect at this point. So why are we treating every year now as possibly Manning's last when Historically, outside of the full year he missed, he's been a veritable Iron Man. I, I, you Mr. know, I think and I know why. True.
0: And I think that is because there is so much pressure Not just on the Broncos, but on the fans. Like coming into this season, we have never had a season like this. Ever. Meaning that even in the second season that LA won his second Super Bowl, there was never this this level of expectation and urgency on the team, and there is this feeling of yeah, that's a good point. There's this feeling that's of a pressure point. on if Peyton Manning does go down, then this entire thing, this all of Elway's moves over the past two years are completely squandered. So there is this element
2: that like we do not want as Bronco fans to be have our entire, entire... well that's why there was panic in the streets when the news regarding Koppen came. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's Manning's center and he's a cerebral type and the center controls a lot along the line of scrimmage and if he's gone or, and the Broncos reminded us the next day, you know, during the entire off season, if you attach any importance whatsoever to these OTAs and a mandatory minicamp in mid-June, Manny Ramirez was It was Manny Dan Manger. Copen yeah, was right. nowhere in sight. And the other thing that made me uh, pause a little bit about the significance of Dan Copen's injury is that I'm listening to various reports, particularly on the uh, four-letter network on Sunday, each and every broadcaster mispronouncing Copen's name, calling him Copen. So I'm, I'm thinking, maybe he isn't all that significant <laughs> if the experts at ESPN to a man and to a woman Mispronounced, mispronounced his name. name. Today, this, uh, yes. this
0: is something we need to talk about right now because my next headline from ESPN.com. On July 29, 2013, Broncos Dan Coppin tears AC. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if, if you're it's, reading yeah. an ESPN story, you have to pronounce his name <laughs> the
2: ESPN We actually had the
0: Webster, uh, the Webster's uh, description, you know, where it shows it's like a soft O, right? Um, yes, uh, then it says, uh, the next one, DeverPost.com, July 29, 2013 by Caitlin Swisa. Manny Ramirez now handling snaps for Peyton Manning at Broncos camp. Now, I, I understand what you just said, Sandy. You said, you know, it, the way the off season was going was that Manny Ramirez was always going to be the starter. This is something I do not buy into at all because if Manny Ramirez, as I remember him, he was always a weak link on the offensive line. He was the guy at who, at guard, where I was at just
2: guard. like, ah, damn it, Ramirez. Get him out of there. I mean, I, probably like to, against I year, could probably go right? back oh, to Houston last year. was terrible. The veritable oh. swinging door no. through no. which Jay <laughs> yeah. DeWatt right. proceeded. Oh, on man. a regular basis, and that's I would terrible. say that
0: if Manny Ramirez truly was always the guy at that position, they wouldn't be having uh guys like Dan Copen. Why did right? they sign and Copen? Was because it because he's Walton... better than Manny Ramirez? Was it no? Was it because Walton went down? Yeah, JD did Walton oh, down, was down last down. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: That's right. As I mean, more or less insurance, although uh, you know you're right. Certainly not inconceivable that Copen could have been the opening day starter. Uh, although now you, you'll hear both. I suppose, on the record and off the record from the Broncos, that, well, Ramirez had the inside track all along. No, He'll probably. Here's the that. other thing, too. That Who knows? They can say anything they want, I suppose. It's true. What a way to contradict that. Those drunk guys drinking green drinks are deciding that's that's this? That's <laughs> yeah.
1: well, I also wonder, too, about, you know, we're talking about Osweiler and Peyton Manning. You know, there's probably that fear in Broncos fans' minds of, if the Broncos do win the Super Bowl, what if Peyton Manning retires? Because John Elway retired after winning his second. Is Peyton's motivation to win another Super Bowl and then ride off into the sunset? Or do you guys guys think he would stick around if he can play another two, three years, that he'll be here?
0: I don't know why Elway retired. I've said this many times. That was one, that, we had the top five biggest sports blunders. I say Elway retiring was number one. I had that too. Number one blunder of all time. (laughs) I can't imagine a circumstance in which he would not return and then he didn't. So, but I don't see Peyton Manning in the same situation. Again, I don't know why Elway did. There's rumors and conjecture on both sides, whether,
2: whatever, whether it was Shanahan that forced him out or Elway. No, that's not right. Shanahan wanted him back and it (laughs) produced a little strain in their relationship when he did retire because Shanahan was counting on him coming back. But why wouldn't Elway have wanted to come back to get three? Uh, He did. Uh, I, I, I think, and I understand, and have heard some of the stories you're referring to. Uh, I just think his knee, if not both knees, then at least the one knee was so bad, and he'd had some problems with it the the previous year. But his incentive to come back and make it three in a row was based on doing something. That even Montana and Bradshaw had not done. No yeah. one's done it. No one's won three yeah. Super Bowls in a row. So there <laughs> was a temptation that I think most people thought he would give into. Oh yeah, I and think. And he also,
1: didn't he? Oh, sorry, Jeff. Go ahead.
3: No, I think it was, uh, ironically, I believe it was Brad, Terry Bradshaw, uh, the man who L.A. loathes most mm. in the quarterback fraternity. Asking him that question at the podium yes. of the Super Bowl about, will you come back for three? And I remember thinking at the back of my mind when that was going on, like, he doesn't look like a guy to me that wants to come back. But that was just, that was just a snap thing at the time. You were right. And, and I think sometimes there's something to be said about going out on top, you know?
2: And, and I think... How can you bit- go out? Any better? On a better note. No. You couldn't. with three. With three. With three. Yeah, Yeah, of of course. (laughs) Somebody sent me a column the other day that was written back in mid-December 1995, pronouncing the L.A. era over. And I won't name the columnist, because there was some of that talk at the time throughout the city, so it's not fair to mention the particular columnist, but it's amazing that after that, for the next three years, the Broncos won more games than any team over any three-year period in NFL wow. history, a record that still stands to this day. Amazing. Oh.
1: And you think, too, like Elway cut a bit of a fortunate break that second seed, or that second Super Bowl year when he injured his ribs, right? I mean, he sat out a few games. Was it four games that he missed? Yeah, that Bobby he missed, missed well, play? he had a
3: – let's see. It was ribs and a knee, right? Yeah. And, and the – the Bubby Brewster came in and just basically handed the ball to Terrell Davis. But that kind of helped. 4-0. Crazy. Yeah, Bubby but it was a heck of a run. 4-0 city on oh, the yeah. Monday that, night. That, that, that bootleg. It was a
2: bootleg, uh, right? Uh, uh, he went uh, around. and it th-
1: like 40 yards or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Run, Bubby. Yeah, yeah it was almost, uh yeah. <laughs> that was when 40, 50 yards. That 40 was the yards. famous yeah. Derek Thomas
3: imploding because of Shannon Sharp. Getting pissed off at Shannon Sharp. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> Yahoo Sports. I can imagine that.
0: You know, <laughs> Upset with Shannon. So we yeah. call
1: the good old
2: days, everybody. <laughs> good old days. So the good old days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yahoo Sports, on July twenty ninth, two thousand and thirteen. Continuing on this little Broncos vein here, by Ken Pompanio. Oh, your boy Jeff. Overcoming adversity must be part of Denver Broncos super recipe. See, see that. That's that's how the headlines done. <laughs> super recipe is implying that you know you have a recipe to win a super bowl. Oh, you hear that? Is that? And oh. on top of that, they must overcome adversity.
1: Like the injuries.
0: Huh? Oh. Or how about this? <laughs> Denverpost.com July 28, 2013 by Mike Kliss. Denver Broncos star Von Miller has tarnished image to repair. And I'm sure that was one of the uh adversities that uh, old Ken Pompeani was just talking about. <laughs> it was adversitai, advers <laughs> ad Adversitois. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um it hasn't been a great month as uh, i think it was uh ken pampaneo started out his article with by the way i promise you i did not read the whole article i just read the first ah, one. okay good i promise you he it just said it. it's been a tough month uh this uh, whole uh von miller thing right uh, then let me finish up last headline of the night so we can talk about this ad nauseam from coloradosportsguys.com on July 29, 2013 by one Jeff Morton headline. The media needs to slow its roll. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: now that's Just a headline. To
1: listen to some hip hop. I think <laughs> that, so you know. is,
3: that is a headline. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: I know we are going to be speaking of je- things that Jeff believes to be true later, so I don't know. Am I going to step on this? Nope. We talk about? Okay. So Jeff, your, your article is great. It talked about the media and the way it was, uh, kind of throwing Von Miller under the bus, in other words, right?
3: In a, it, it, grotesquely speaking, with all the, um, ecstasy, rather scurrilous, um, a, and spurious, me, and spurious yes, <laughs> accusations about specific drugs. I mean, I heard even one person accuse him of doing cocaine. And at this point, and then and then just it just kept going on and on and on. And I, I I came to an epiphany actually after I wrote the column and I had really had time to think about it. Maybe it wouldn't have been as hysterical as it was about this von Miller situation if it hadn't come on the heels of Heckert. Wait, Russell.
0: You had that epiphany after you wrote that?
3: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> That's my response to you. Like all great uh, communicators, yes. <laughs> their best
1: ideas come after they
2: communicate. Exactly. So like, if I, if
0: I, like that's your, okay.
1: It didn't dawn on you when we titled the podcast last week. We wish, just John Elway wish <laughs> had a
0: drinking problem? <laughs> no, 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 but it, it, I think it might be,
3: like, I think it might be related. But, but you know, more than that, it was just it was the actual, you. the actual hysteria of it. And it was hysterical, especially right after um, it was announced, and then through the next three days, people were—I mean, stuff was coming out that was just embarrassing. Actually.
1: But some of it too. I mean, this is where you kind of get into a tricky situation where you have sources telling you what possible things might be, and then what is your job as a reporter? You report it, right? If, if you—if reliable sources are yeah, telling you, either, what either, stuff either be, that or
3: you wait or confirm. You know, sometimes there's that old axiom about you know you need three sources telling you the same thing, and you know I think people are getting. You know, Chuck, who works in the you know uh, janitorial department, telling you he saw. It's not disparage, Chuck. (laughs) Von Miller, you know, sniffing you know little grass clippings out in the back, laced in ecstasy. It's just like, okay, that's great, but I'm just going to go ahead and report what Chuck says and say he's an anonymous source. That you know, in the sense that that's what bothered me about it. It just got so almost to the point where it was almost slanderous. And then it comes out that all he did, you know, he
0: just missed a test. But we – I Here's the thing I don't – I haven't heard. And I I read your post, right? I thought you only read him. I did read it. Okay. (laughs) okay. It's a joke. (laughs) I read the first couple lines. Okay, good. But I never saw anything (laughs) saying – I mean, it's not like Von Miller's been exonerated here. No. That's what I don't understand. Well, that's what I pointed out in it. But that was – okay, but so – what did he do? If you continued understand. reading past the first couple of lines? No, I did. But all I'm saying is, what did he do? We we still don't know, and yet we're mad because people are breaking incorrect news, and then we're saying, we're hearing, whether it's like Adam Schefter or whoever, saying that he didn't do anything, but then like... So I just I don't know understand what is going on it was, at all.
3: It was getting to the, I mean it's called the cover up, Ross. Towards the end, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's cover up. It's like the Kennedy assassination.
3: Um, Broncos are trying <laughs> to win the Super Bowl here. That's <laughs> like ah, sure, right, pulling, pulling some strings. Here. But you know, it was it was a it was actually towards the end of last week where people started saying more and more. No, we just missed a test. That's all this was. And then, it, but is the, that it what happened? And then it says well, who? Uh, well, it's like been said by multiple people. Now, now Sandy, did you
0: say that?
2: Well, yeah, I, I think the the business about just missing the time, and I understand the context, yeah. but that's why tests are scheduled. And this yeah. idea, well, yeah. the, the league kind of uh, notifies you if they feel like it, and if they don't, they let it slide and then nail you if you miss. It. No, they're pretty, <laughs> they're, rigid, they're about pretty it. rigid about notifying yeah. you exactly when the test took place. And yeah. I, I know that the notion out there is that, He may have been out of the country and missed a test on that base. I I don't know what provisions there might have been for Miller to be tested if he were, in fact, out of the country at the time the test was scheduled, how that all works out. And maybe there's a loophole in that through which he can escape punishment entirely or at least partially.
3: Well, I knew there was something different about this situation. When the night this came out, George Atala, who is like the second command of the uh, NBA NBA, PA. NFL? NFL, PA.
1: Players Association. Yeah,
3: Players Association came out and was like extremely str- – and that never happens. They usually don't like, personally come out and defend a player. And I knew at that point there was something different about this situation. Something downright strange about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and that's that that's where you start putting two and two together. And Vaughn said – was pretty adamant saying he didn't do anything wrong, I believe, in a tweet – now, he no longer has a Twitter you know, that that, <laughs> Well, that was the
0: thing that made me think about it, because Von Miller has never struck me as this type of loudmouth moron, right, yeah. who will go off on Twitter or anything and say these things that will, you know, paint him into a corner later. He seems like a pretty bright guy. So when I saw that, I took it for what it was worth When when he adamantly defended himself and said the truth will come out. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is is if the truth comes out that he just he missed the test, then that still is worthy of a four game suspension. Sure it is. Or whatever it it's is. Violation. So we're still here stuck in the same boat. Well it's because he's already
1: in a program, right? Like he's yes, he's right. failed tests previously right. his rookie season, so he is in a program. It's not like he's never done anything. He doesn't have completely clean
2: hands. Which he's more or less now admitted to. Yeah. Right. He's a different person now than he was in mm-hmm. the past, presumably. And he and the person year, in the past. Yeah. You know, He's committed those transgressions. You know, and
3: I'd like to you know, point out too. You know, we can't equivalize the the two things. I mean, as far as what you're going to tell people, someone did. There's no equivalent between accusing someone or they did cocaine and missing a test. And that's the only thing I'm talking about. It, either sure. way, it's wrong. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but in, but when you're going to wildly speculate about something, going from that to just saying someone missed a test. It, it goes through, it that makes it personal. And that's what bothered me. It was just like, it was a personal thing and you're, you're going to the obvious extreme. And a lot of times you're doing it just so you can be heard above the din of people.
1: <laughs> Fans people
3: welcome. Well, yeah, it's the today show window. We got people <laughs> waving in at us. <laughs> in at back.
0: But so, you're right. You're right. And so w- where does that come from though? Like when, when the whole purpose is to find out what happened and then erroneous reports come out. Everybody repeats them. I have to take issue, Jeff, with you taking issue with us on the Clever Sports, guys. What did we do wrong? <laughs> I didn't take issue Always with it. on the defensive. <laughs> well, here's, the,
1: here's where he's going to have a tough time. I mean, I don't know how much this matters to him, but you're going to see after games this year on Twitter, especially after the Broncos have a big win, there's going to be people going, well, Vaughn Miller's going to be out the clubs popping Molly tonight. You're going to see stuff like that all season. Like, this is going to follow him around. And it wasn't even true, or supposedly isn't true.
3: You know, it's going to
1: follow him. Football's got to a
3: cutthroat thing right now. I mean, it's pretty. It's gone. It's got to the point where it's like cold water politics, you know. And because there's a lot of subterfuge, there's a lot of back. You know, backroom kind of deals and, and sniping and all that stuff. And it's been getting to, to worse and worse as the sport has become more popular. You know, oh, sure. and that's something you just have to deal with. It, yeah. With the sport because it, once it, once this ramps up, the intensity ramps up and there's going to be more people out there who don't necessarily have your best interests in mind, obviously. And that's going to become on multiple, multiple fronts, you know. Well, what's
1: a, what's the smartest thing for Von Miller to do? can he go after some people that maybe he feels like wronged him in the situation or yeah, put yeah. information out there? His name's
0: Tom Brady. Or does he just, just sack <laughs> him like eight times in the game? Yeah. Or
1: do you just, you know, like Jeff and said, Robert Kraft
0: is your, behind this whole thing. Delete your Twitter account. And yeah, just kind of go silent his, and play ball. And which is probably the
3: best thing he's ever done is delete that Twitter account because, you know, and it gets to this point in the situation that that thing is like a beacon of trouble and it just wants to cause you
0: more trouble. But he did Cause any trouble on his Twitter?
3: I know, no, but it, it's like removing. He's the not temptation. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> well, okay,
1: yeah, but not, not all. He's a Denver Bronco. He's not Frank from the Challenge. <laughs> yeah. the MTV yeah, he's a, fans yeah,
3: here. He's, a, he's not going to, you know, <laughs> no, nobody knows. He's, who he's not. He's about. not
1: Johnny Bananas. <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> he's not. He's not the Shadow. You
1: know, but nobody, anyway. nobody watches the Challenge. Okay, No. no. all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it for uh, is Trishelle on that?
1: Uh, she just quit last week. Yeah, oh, she was.
0: That's too bad. Yep. Well, that's it for headlines.
1: That's it. All right let's take a short one we'll come back with things jeff believes to be true
0: Hey folks, we don't need to remind you about what an important partner for the Colorado Sports Guys Amazon is. You guys know it. We know it. It's a great place to buy all sorts of things like, I don't know, batteries, socks, you know, ankle socks in particular. You can buy hats, laptops, LCD TVs, monitors. Uh, you could buy, uh, tools for your car. You can buy, uh, you know, WD-40, maybe hairspray. Air I'm just, filters. <laughs> I'm just pointing out everything. <laughs> you can buy lamps. I love lamp. Ross, you just ask. Are you just pointing out things you're looking at? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> go to Amazon.com, but first go to com and difference. click the banner at the top of the page. Let me tell you, people, when you click that banner at the top of the page and then go do some shopping, you have no idea what an impact you're having on the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. Thank you so much. Keep doing it. We love you.
1: It takes big checks to get Sandy on the show. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and now things Jeff believes to be true I
0: never meant to be so bad to you nice one thing I said that I would never do a look from you and I would fall from grace might be your best bet Jeff this one this one, best one. The right right. alrighty
3: well, today, guys, uh, I, I read an article uh, on ESPN.com. Turn that down way too low. Good Just job, to, Jeff. Sorry about uh, to interrupt Jeff, <laughs> What are you doing? Sorry to <laughs> interrupt. <David. laughs> uh, there's an uh, article on ESPN.com about Johnny Menzel. of course. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Johnny Football. Johnny Football, the Heisman winning quarterback of the Texas A&M Aggies. That kid is enjoying his time in college. He, uh, has been in the news lately for various antics that he has done, you know, getting kicked out of the Manning passing camp, um, for over, what he says, oversleeping or whatever it is he said. Um, you know, doing other things, showing up, you know basketball games in front at the front you know court side um having pictures with Jay-Z and Drake and you know Nate's boy Drake and I can't stand Drake <laughs> There's so just all this stuff is just piled up and then it started kind of at earlier this summer or maybe no might even after that you know it's about 3 4 months ago where he said I can't wait to get out of college station it's just crap like this Makes me want to get out of here, and you know was after someone had keyed his car. And I heard it was and, a parking ticket.
0: Uh, well, yeah, who knows? Um, so, hey, that's what my that's what my sister's friend who goes to A and M. She's she's a, a tried and her little sister was in the dorms with him, and and she's dating a guy who knows Johnny.
2: <laughs> Sounds like an impeccable story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's
0: just, so that's, it's going to be take me
3: a while to untangle that web. Um, it's legit.
0: <laughs> it's legit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, sorry, sorry. I, it's not all that going on, but I, I read this article and it was really, um, this, this, the writer whose name escapes me, um, spent time with Johnny Manziel and his family in Tyler, Texas. And what it struck me more than anything else during this, this, reading this whole article was Manziel is not your typical athlete coming from a less than privileged situation his family's and quite, he's a quarterback <laughs> his family's quite wealthy and his family is what affords him the ability to get those courtside seats all that stuff that would normally get a uh, a student athlete in quite a bit of trouble for like maybe getting you know entangled with a booster or you know maybe a sports agent, especially someone of um, of Manziel's stature, and agents are going to be crawling all over him. You know, I'd say that being someone who is an agent, and it will it will just pile up on you and all that. But he comes from a different angle at this, and it really struck me the difference in his situation as opposed to every other college student athlete. He is a guy who is afforded privilege because he is privileged. But what about those players who are not privileged, who come from dirt poor situations or plucked out of it, especially in these SEC cities or in these SEC towns where they go and they recruit from all these very underprivileged areas and they bring them there and they have to live on, they, they've got, you know, their scholarships, but they got to live on nothing essentially,
0: you know? Yeah. And if this was, uh, Black kid from whatever cornerback and he's at courtside of this basketball game, then mm-hmm. everybody is going to be beating the drums like, oh, who is he taking money from? Who's he taking money from? Right? Who? We like, saw that with
1: LeBron James when he bought a Hummer, uh, and I think he had a Hummer senior year of high school or something and people are going, how does he have a Hummer? Like he's a high school guy. And you know, you see this and, and,
3: I think the NCAA, and this is just my opinion, the NCAA is one of the most sleazy, corrupt institutions. I've ever encountered in you know seeing, and that includes you know third world dictatorships. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: oh, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a it's a whopper. The
0: last <laughs> king of Scotland. <laughs> you guys haven't heard of hyperbole
3: before. <laughs> and <laughs> but but you got this dichotomy, and you know you see. Manziel having such this privilege, but you think about those other athletes who don't have that option and get the NCAA coming down on them really quickly. So should we take Manziel's money
1: away from him while he's in college? No,
3: but maybe this brings up again the issue of athletes and billion-dollar institution, I mean multi-billion-dollar institution, making money on their backs. It's amateur athletics, obviously. But is it amateur athletics when you're making so much money? But the NCA kind of sets it up where you get to remain poor. Well, you know, Manziel, fortunate enough in his life to have privilege. You know, I never knew that. But, you know, you look at it and you say, this is a guy who has that. But what about those people who don't have it, who end up making a tiny mistake and it just messes up their entire college career?
0: I just haven't, I haven't seen what... Mistake he's made. He hasn't really made other than being the Heisman winner and then going off and doing whatever nineteen or twenty year old dudes do. That's 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 I haven't understood that. I mean, would 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 Um, Peyton
2: Manning? If his parents though, are expressing some concern now, and that's what then that's his dad did. His dad has done in recent days,
3: and his dad actually said, "If I don't take control of him, or the school, sure as hell won't." And I'm not sure that's the school's job either. And it's not. It's
2: the parents' job to parent.
3: It's the parents' job to do that. So, he says that, but he also takes a shot at Texas A&M in the process. Obviously the, the, the relationship is not spectacular. But it makes you wonder, it's just like this whole situation brings about the whole sleaziness of college athletics to me. And it's just not, it's not necessarily because of Mantel, but it brings up the whole issue of it and that, you know, the NCAA keeping you poor. You know, and basically living on, I mean, Alfred Williams has talked about living on nothing. Just SCU, a, you know? There was just a
1: story the other day about a former CSU basketball player that was busted for selling, I think, Adderall to students or something like that. And it was like, yeah, it's just strange stuff like that where you're like, well, if he, was, yeah, if he, was, <laughs> if he was still playing, you know, if he was making some kind of money off of that, would he have had to resort to dealing drugs to, I don't know, if that was his issue or not but I mean, it's it's well, strange the things you have to do to try to get by in college when you're mm-hmm. you know when you don't have any money i didn't have any money when i was in college i was well.
0: what's that thing about being on the cusp of being a literal millionaire having talents that are in demand yet you can't by law or by policy go out and per, uh, perform those tasks and get the and get paid for that for the talent that you actually have in the you're, NFL, you have
1: to be three years removed from your high school yeah, graduation something class, right?
0: ridiculous like that, right? And that's this weird collusion that's going on between the NCAA and the NFL, and it's happening with the NBA as well. Right? You do not see that in hockey. You do not see that in baseball because the NCAA and, uh, does not have a strong presence in either of those sports. So the NBA and the NCAA have a weird collusion thing going on that is basically saying if you're a uh, – uh, a, a skilled person with talents, you can't go make a living at it, and and in and in, in fact, not only can you not go make a living at what you're good at, you can't go make a living doing anything because we can't be we can't put ourselves at risk as the NCAA because you can't even go work at McDonald's or whatever it is. You can't go work at a car dealership shagging cars and then go drive around a demo unit for a weekend. And it's a weird message to send to say to these guys, come to our school. We'll make you educated, we'll give you this platform, we'll make you the best athlete in the, in the, you know, in, in your, uh, at your skill level. And then, by the way, you can't do it for three years. And that's why I can't stand these policies. And I think it's weird that it's even legal to have a policy that says you can't, if you're 18 years old, you can go to the military, you can do whatever, but you can't go play pro football, you can't play pro basketball. And so, it's an interesting dichotomy because, the fact that they're
3: three years away from their graduation means they're more seasoned when they get to the NFL, and the NBA has been complaining about that because they want you know to be you to be specific. And Nate and I know this very well. They want you to be more. They would love it if the athletes that come in would be more mature. Yeah, or they have it all the have all the um, benefits of being in a college atmosphere. And growing up, quote unquote. This is not the NBA. This is but the NBA
0: the Players Association, play- who is who had recognized at some point that these young kids will come in and replace these veterans, well, and the play- that's why the these players' rules are wants- based upon collective bargaining agreements. These no, are not, but, but the pl- these are not rules set down by the NBA for the benefit of the college. No, the student. Players Association. These are rules that are agreed upon by the Players Association mm-hmm. and the NBA. Yeah, but the Players and-
3: Association wants it to be eighteen. No. It's the no, it's the NBA that wants it to be. Coming I in after that, that, I don't know if that's true. No, uh, it's a, in fact, the uh, the the MDAPA M- B- NBPA, M- M- B- a- excuse me, proposed going back to the eighteen. Moses Malone uh, was the first, I think, high right. school athlete to come in. They wanted it back to that. So they it's, a it's, in the last it's a.
0: it's a. It's It's almost like proposing in Congress a, a measure that will get dismissed just oh, so they yeah. can have this Im- <laughs> image of of like uh, co- cooperating or compromising.
2: Well, yeah, oh, but it's just like it's frustrating.
3: But no, Sandy, you've got. You know some uh, um, children in college. Yes, yeah. and you ever thought about it? More than you your situation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one's out,
3: <laughs> one's out, one's <laughs> just starting. One's Kids just he doesn't out. even know <laughs> of, <laughs> and, and and you 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 put yourself in that situation, and you're like, what would you do as a father of someone who is in that situation if you had a a, a child in athletics?
2: Well, I do on a lower scale. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's a different the, the whole recruiting mm-hmm. mechanism that that I've experienced more firsthand and in, in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to watch from a distance. It's yeah. it, it, it. Do you feel like when you when and, you, and I, you know, I I guess the different ways depending on the level of sport we're talking about to make that a more humane or less humane process. And we got the more humane version, to be honest. We were fortunate in that regard. I I can't imagine what it would be like to be the parent of a Manziel, particularly in this uh, this age. This isn't Paul Horning back in the 50s. -hmm. This isn't Archie Griffin in the mid-70s winning a couple of Heismans in a row and having to deal with that kind of pressure. The the pressures through social media and there being a camera on you 24-7. Totally different. Oh yeah, today. absolutely. Totally different. Today. Absolutely. Well, I, I, the world. Is, Can it, you imagine it's somebody a, following horning around in the fifties oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> or the sixties? Yeah. Well, this is like it's a big or world. Bill but Walton it's, back then. It, you know, <laughs> we live in a we live in a, a, a world of six seven billion people, but it's really much smaller. Than sure it is. Because of social media. Yeah. What stuff. if
0: Peyton Manning had a Twitter account and a Facebook profile in nineteen ninety five yeah. Tennessee? Got drunk with Hilton again. <laughs> 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 Me and Jenna Bush. <laughs> but it's but it's true. But it is a different weird. It's kind of weird. Johnny Manziel doesn't seem like to be that big of a mess up. Like he doesn't be. Seem no, he's really, not. It seems like they are trying to find a way to bring him down a peg or two, maybe or yeah. three. And and I don't. And maybe he's a little arrogant. Maybe he's a little bit, you know. Maybe he doesn't. He's a little oblivious. But he won the Heisman. But he's (laughs) twenty years old, right? I mean, how old is he? Is he even twenty? Yeah. You know what I mean? Twenty years old. He
3: just twenty. Yeah, turned twenty. You
0: know what do we expect from a guy who's twenty years old? That's that's amazing when you think about it. I was just pissed off he was wearing khaki shorts with pleat or creases in them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he was wearing (laughs) crease khakis. Southern gentleman, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Jersey. I was like, come on, dork. Maybe that's cool now. <laughs> Could be cool now. It's gotten weird. <laughs> Creased kids. khaki shorts. We looked.
3: We looked to Nate for our coolness. I Man, don't
0: fun. have much of it anymore. <laughs> hmm.
3: Well, it, anyway, so that's that's the point. But I, it's just it brings up a lot of different issues, and I, and I never faced that obviously because I was just a nerd in high school, and I went to debate class, you know, and I never really experienced that heavy. I mean, back when I was even in the nineties, when or in the mid nineties, when I graduated. It wasn't nearly the extent it is now. With
1: never had Yale come calling, Harvard, no,
0: <laughs> no. no. The Lincoln that Douglas uh, debates. I did, I did, I did
3: get uh, some interest from the Harvard of the West, CU. Um, yeah. <laughs> ah, there you go.
0: UCLA. My dad said. My always dad always called uh, He said, "I went to UCLA, University of Colorado between Lawrence and Arapaho." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well anyway, that's, that's my, that's my thing. Anyway. Well that was very good. No, thank you.
1: Yeah, very good. Let's come back. Leave
0: Johnny Manziel alone. <laughs> He's a saint. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll come back, we'll play a little game that Ross what? has perhaps cooked we got up. got
0: games? Alright. Hey Sandy, you a Jeopardy fan?
2: Yeah. You watched the... Particularly in the days of my youth. Uh, Art Fleming.
0: Are you familiar are you with the, uh, category before and after? Yeah.
1: Was Art yeah. Fleming the host
2: before? Art Trebek? Fleming, oh yeah, before Trebek. Yeah. Okay.
0: I was just going to go right over that because I had no idea. It's <laughs> a, a generational thing again. Young whippersnappers. When did Trebek
3: come in? Oh, well, late 80s, right? 80s. Yeah. Late 80s? Yeah, I don't know about well, late early well, that's 80s. that's 25 years
2: ago. Yeah.
0: Well, for the benefit of uh, our listeners and to remind Nate and Jeff how it works, I'm going to give you an example. Before uh, and after. Of before and after right. question. We're going to do a whole thing here. Uh here is the uh uh question or clue that we used the other day. And uh this one just just for uh trial just as a test here. Practice. Denver's Beery Baseball Park was built by Kevin Costner. And the answer would be Coors Field of Dreams. Right? Okay. Are you guys with me? Yeah. Should I do another one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. You guys good? (laughs) Taking a bit of a leap on that one. We're with you.
0: No, I'll do another one.
1: No, don't waste your questions. I know you have limited amounts of. uh, Well,
0: these are ones we've already used.
1: Okay, yeah, go ahead.
0: So here's another example.
1: Gonna say that one sounded familiar.
0: Uh, He (laughs) went to the Pro Bowl five times as a Bronco and fathered one neck baby that he knows of
1: Al Wilson Chandler.
0: Al Wilson Chandler. (laughs) Are we all good?
1: Sandy looks
3: like right, he's Here's be another close one. Here another room. one. Just this is just an example
0: before we get the game stoke going. Uh, this is another example here. Just Sandy, you look like you're not sure about what's going on here. Clue: Some call him the Marty Schottenheimer of the NBA. Others call him the albino rhino. Sandy, you got it. What is Sandy on this spot here, he? George Carl yeah, sure. Mecklenburg.
2: Oh, okay. See what uh, I'm saying? Yeah. Before right. and after. Right. Very nice. So very you have to nice. go yeah, 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 before right. and after.
1: I think Jeff was the one that's been the Martin Schottenheimer and George Carl. As time. we yeah. do
0: here, we have, uh, some toys here to uh, indicate when you are ready to answer. Sandy, here's your right. uh, buzzer.
2: Very good. You got a, you,
0: you guess you got a horn. Perfect. Timmons, we'll give you the slide whistle this time.
1: Um, no thanks. Why not? On that one, Ross.
0: Why okay. No. Throw that over what's wrong? That what's, wrong with, what's wrong what's wrong with the slide hands. whistle? You don't like the slide whistle? I got it. Are you worried about like uh germs? No, I don't know how to play it, but we'll figure it out. Oh here, we'll give you a chance to try it out. And uh Jeff, uh you're gonna get uh your uh you here, try- here yeah, thing. triangle.
2: Thank you, Thank you. little triangle.
0: There. So here's the thing, I'm gonna read a clue. And then you guys are going to if you think you know the answer, go ahead and uh Chime in or buzz in with whatever. Tim, let's give give the slide whistle a chance. Okay? Give me a minute, Ross. Just uh, No, just go ahead. Just don't worry. You just go ahead and try it. Trust me, it's easier than you think. Okay? Let's flip it over. Flip it over. Okay, now do it. See? All right. I'm in. Jeff, it. let's hear yours. Uh... Here, hold on. Let me show you how to do it. <laughs> there you go. It's just a... Uh, it, I, I like to hold it this way. And just go. Okay. Yeah.
3: Give it I, a good wrap. I, I think I had the basic principle last time. You about. did.
0: I don't know if that's true or not. We have the Sandra, triangle here for... <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. I'm a little, I'm a of course, worried. the
1: triangle here for Brian Shaw's purposes, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so before <laughs> and after. The before and after. Okay. We're going to do this. First one to three wins. This could be a, a long one. I'm not feeling too confident about the three of you right now. I'm just, all just, over just, Do you guys need any more examples? <laughs> just no, no, the, no. Just <laughs> ask the question. All right, so when you guys think it's right, go ahead and <laughs> chime in. All right, here's the first one. Clue. Sweetness is the sheriff. Sweetness is the sheriff.
2: Walter Peyton Manning. <laughs> You're supposed to buzz in, uh, Sandy. Uh, he beat me. We'll give that. We'll <laughs> yeah, give
0: you that. You give that to you get. Well, no, All he right. got it. You got, right. got it. We'll just give it to Sandy. you get <laughs> it. You get it. <laughs> 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 so Sandy got it. Jeff, or Nate. <laughs> I'm, I'm already breaking It's not a toy, okay? It's a buzz thing. It's actually. Sandy. All right. Just... Let's just uh real quick. Let's test everybody's thing. Sandy. Okay. All we had to do was test Sandy's. We're good. Nate, Nate, we haven't said anything yet. I like
1: this thing.
0: Well, he wasn't sure about it before. I told you man. not to give this to him. <laughs> All right, Sandy's winning one to nothing, even though he didn't buzz in. And Nate, by the way, Jordan Hamilton the other day, uh, great interview you did with him. Fantastic. If anybody hasn't listened to it, check it out. By the way, what a coward you are for not telling him we got that first one wrong. You quizzed him on shoes. He said he said Converse. The answer was Spalding, and you were like, "Well, but you know what? It could have been right.
1: Might have been. I don't know. I I couldn't get good confirmation (laughs) on the Spalding answer. (laughs) It's the interwebs. It's confusing times, everyone."
0: (laughs) All right, here we go. Second, second one here. This is a good one, folks. Get ready for this. During Clue, during the improbable playoff run of 1994. He averaged nearly 15 points per game and then became the oft-forgotten fifth member of the Blake Street Bombers. Le Sandy Ponzo Clough.
2: Ellis Burks. <laughs> 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 Whoa! Oh! Nice. See, Sandy uh, was like all
0: unsure about this, but he was <laughs> playing possum with us. is what he was doing. That was good, Sandy. Uh, I was thinking, <laughs> that is correct.
1: Uh, I was going along the lines of Chris Jackson, mm-hmm. and I was like, no one named Jackson played for the Rockets. <laughs> First name. Dang it. As I, was,
0: as I was concocting these, I had an idea Sandy would get that one.
1: I like Ellis Burks. He had a good beard, from what I remember.
0: And he is forgotten about the uh, Blake Street. Yes, he, is. he was. He is the, the forgotten. Bomb. Oh, yeah. he was.
3: He was fantastic in that time too. It was very good. He was the best one. Because they
0: picked him in ninety four. And great. Not anyway, close. sorry.
1: No, no. It's, keep, it's okay. We talk about sports and stuff here. Should I test the slide whistle again? Or are we good?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just get ready to answer a question, right? Okay. This is uh eerily similar to how it went last time. All right, here we go. Clue. Independent sci-fi Gyllenhaal flick starring the seven-foot Serbian draft bust. Independent sci-fi Gyllenhaal flick starring the... Jeff Morton? Donnie Darko Milicic. That is correct, sir. Thank you. Congratulations. That was good. It was good. Donnie Darko, Donnie Darko Milicic. Darko. Yeah. Love yeah. that movie. Ah. <sighs> Uh like that movie, by the way. I, I really like that movie. Wish
1: I could travel back in time and answer that question, Ross. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. So, so Sandy has two, I have one, and Nate has got another. Zero.
0: Correct, yes. <laughs> okay, here's one. Um, Canada's first and Colorado's only MLB MVP and 90s Norris Kung, Cop Kung Fu TV Western. Canada's first and Colorado okay. Jeff Morton. Larry Walker, Texas Ranger. That is correct.
2: (laughs) that's brutal.
0: (laughs) That is correct. And what I was trying to say was Colorado's only MLB MVP in nineties. Norris Cop Kung Fu TV Western. It was a little tongue twister. Norris cop. Chuck Norris. Chuck Cop Kung Fu Norris
1: Cop, okay.
0: Larry Walker, Texas Ranger. All right. Two for Jeff, two for Sandy and uh Zero four. Don't call it Nate. a
1: comeback.
3: Yes.
0: All right. Uh, here's, uh, here's one here. She won't be marrying Tiger anytime soon, even if he hasn't failed any recent drug tests. Sandy Clough for the win. Lindsay
2: Vaughn Miller.
0: Ah, congratulations. Very good. You won it. Uh, uh, can, are,
1: are those wands spelled the same? They're not. No, okay, they're not. great.
0: <laughs> one more in. <laughs> that screwed me. They're <laughs> not. Play the crowd music, and then here's one little extra bonus one here, guys, for you. Um, 2012. You got your slide whistle ready, Timmins? We're still. Oh, it's one. a bonus. Oh, one? yeah, yeah, okay. gotta, yeah, yeah. This one's worth five points. Oh, <laughs> yes <Yeah. nice>. 2012. <laughs> East Coast Superstorm or Denver Super Sports Talk legend from the East Coast? <laughs> Nate Timmons,
1: Hurricane Sandy? Club?
0: Ah,
3: correct. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you won, Timmons. Yeah, <laughs> let's fire that up. <laughs> well, uh, guys, excellent job. I must say um, that you I do. think those uh, questions were fantastic.
2: As we're good, and so yeah.
0: uh, I will pat myself on the back for that sandy good job you know you tried to pretend like you didn't understand what was going on early and then you came in and stole it away i believe paul newman did that uh, in a pool movie once upon a time uh, oh yeah the hustler
1: maybe the maybe. Hustler, maybe
0: that was it well fantastic and uh is there anything else we want to hey, sandy it seemed like you brought a whole page full of statistics there Anything you want to go over? She cheats. She, <laughs> she cheats. cheats. You were expecting to talk about sports, weren't you? I don't know
1: if you guys got a chance to read uh I don't know if you guys got a chance to read Jackie McMullen had an awesome piece on Reggie Lewis who passed away 20 years ago. 20 years ago. A couple you know? days ago. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching Reggie Lewis with the Celtics, you know, great player, he played with Brian Shaw, the Nuggets head yes. coach should be there very close at the time and she quotes Brian Shaw in that piece. It was phenomenal. It's on ESPN if anybody wants to yep. read that, but you guys remember Reggie Lewis? John? No, yeah. I, remember, too. I remember. I remember Reggie too. Lewis.
3: I remember. Well, that was during that time. It's like it was a couple of years after Lynn Bias died. That, a few,
1: yeah, yeah, about yeah. four
3: years, I think, yeah. after Lynn Bias died, and then Reggie Lewis died. And I was like I kept thinking when after Reggie <laughs> Lewis died, it's like man, it's the Celtics just can't catch a break. May right. and you know, and that's when you know eighty-seven when Lynn Bias died, when the Celtics were. You know, went close to their peak. Their peak was probably a year before, but I mean, oh, eighty five, eighty six, eighty five, eighty six, yeah. But I mean,
1: this was like when they were rebuilding. It was supposed to be Shaw and Reggie Lewis kind of taking. Absolutely, the and then Reggie Lewis, yeah, yeah.
3: Sure. and then and then it was because Bird, his back, was, Bird's his back had given
2: out. Awful. God. What happened That's to
1: Reggie like, Lewis? I don't know who this person is. Sandy can probably fill us in best if you want. To. <laughs> he played Sandy. basketball, All
2: right? And he had a. Hard issue, and there was, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, 27 some years old no.
2: controversy over the diagnosis. And he was a guy who was one of the great gym rats. Yes, he was. Yes, he was a good, really good player.
3: Really good player. Was probably in that class that was going to rejuvenate the Celtics, right. you know, and then they went
2: through, you know. And he died while working out. While working out. So, yeah, yeah
1: collapsed yeah. on the court. Collapsed on the
2: court. Yeah. The just, court. yeah
1: when, did, and, when did – When did
3: – And
2: probably should not have been.
3: They came during that period where, uh like, I think that was a year after uh, – no, no, two years after um Hank Gathers, Hank Gathers died, died on the court. Under similar – Under similar circumstances. Well, circumstance. by the heart. And, and the late year later uh was when Westhead became coach of the Nuggets, yes. I believe. That's right. Um, yeah,
1: Reggie Lewis is in 93, obviously, and you kind of see that now with, there's been, you know, some, some kids, high school athletes, like dying of enlarged hearts and yes. stuff, and you kind of get that same, it always right. brings me back to Reggie Lewis, I always yep. think of that when one.
3: Well, hear the, it. the enlarged heart thing is, is something that sometimes goes undiagnosed, and it just, it, it creeps up on you, and they, and especially with, at that time, maybe not now, but back then, you know, it would just, you know, obviously. Well, they saw with, you know, uh, recently
1: Channing Fry sat out last season because they right. caught his during a routine physical that's they right. caught his enlarged heart and, you know, he could have been,
2: you know, that probably
1: saved his life.
2: I, I, I remember seeing a piece fairly recently. I'm sure it's run on NHL network a thousand times I and mean, the pioneers of the game. John Beliveau, the great Montreal center oh, from man. the 50s, 60s, early 70s. I think he retired in yeah, 71. Yeah, right, around then. And, uh, he was diagnosed, I don't know, second, third year in the league with a regular heartbeat. Yeah. And what they found out was that when he exercised substantially, there was no problem. The problems actually came in moments of rest. Oh, wow. Really? And you wondered why, through the years, he was one of the great closers in the game, a it's tremendous like, player in the third period. Well, Everybody else was getting tired. He was just getting warmed up. The more he <laughs> exerted himself the more regular his heartbeat was. It well, was wow. so the most a- bizarre thing I ever heard. And he tells the story in this uh, uh, program. And uh, and in watching him all those years, I'd never been aware of it. I don't know that it was talked about very much at the time. But, uh, uh, yeah, there, there was someone who played all but the first couple, three years with the knowledge yeah. that, that he had a heart problem. That's
0: probably where my high school coaches got the idea that if you go half speed, that's when you get hurt. <laughs> It's always <laughs> yeah. say that.
2: Yeah. Go full speed all the time. It's full speed, but, Let me play you know, like it's your last.
3: There was, um, another one that, uh, oh, uh, um, Pete Merovich. Yeah. And huh. did that, uh, didn't know. Did he? No. And then he just huh. was like doing a pickup game with someone in like 87, 88, right around there. Yeah. And yeah, then right, he was right, doing right. a pickup game and boom, dead on the court. I mean, right. just collapsed and had no idea. I mean, and he played a million miles an hour when he was a player, you know. And and, and imagine going like that your entire life and have knowing i no idea that you have that kind of condition, you know. And always shows up in these these situations right. where it just happens, you know. Len Bias was different because he he was, you know, that there was drugs involved with that. But yeah. I mean, the rest barely of barely any
0: drugs though. Well, yeah, I saw the thirty for thirty.
3: <clears throat> I was actually a very good thirty for thirty too. One well, of the only ones as I most enjoyed. all are
0: actually. I don't know. That Pablo uh, Escobar the two Pablos. Run, There's one. There's a good one on tonight,
1: the 9 for 9 with Cheryl Swoops. I'm going to watch yeah. that. I always remember Cheryl yeah. Swoops was right. like the, the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. So <laughs> she played Te- Texas that. Tech, right?
3: College? Yeah. She uh, played Texas was Tech. Was it Texas Tech? And then I remember there was huge hype. I mean, you don't normally hear hype about women's players as much as you, there was about Cheryl Swoops coming. She was out. huge. She, I remember she, she was, I mean, Cheryl Swoops, Cheryl Swoops. And there was, it was like, uh, Candace Parker too. Kinda had that kind yes. of hype. Um, and then was, of course, you know, her husband, her future nugget, Sheldon Williams became. Yeah. Uh, Candace Parker's husband,
1: <laughs> Texas tech. Good call, Jeff. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we just saved into hoops right there real fast. Can we talk about the nuggets? Uh, oh, why
0: not? <laughs> talking just about some right. nuggets here. <laughs> <laughs> get, they have
1: a 15 man roster. And we found out today that Eric green is going to sign with the Italian club. Siena. play with, uh, Marco crispo the coach over there. Well, Marco crispo, uh, Marco crispo, crispy. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but well, I don't well, think you had him slated
0: for at least sorry. competing for the point guard position. <laughs> Eric you? Green, yeah. uh, I
2: thought maybe he could be <laughs> yeah, twenty minutes a game. Well, I'm with eleven <laughs> other guys, so I play twenty <laughs> minutes a game. Everybody Everybody's twenty minutes So <laughs> they fill the two four. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Twelve guys playing twenty minutes a game. Yes, that's right. It is
1: a very interesting. Ro- I mean, the roster is right now it's set, and there was even a somebody tweeted out a rumor today that the Nuggets are maybe interested in Devin Ebanks, who played with the Lakers, and it's like.
3: Do well, they, they can't need sign him.
1: <laughs> another power forward. Yeah, small forward power forward guy and they don't have any roster spots so they would literally have to cut somebody in order to add him or make a trade. That's the only options they have left at this point. Wait, is it Ebanks a small forward? He's, yeah, small forward he could probably run power if you run in like small ball. Hmm. But I thought he was um wasn't he on the Lakers last year? Yeah, he was drafted by the Lakers. I think out of Louisville. That's right. Can't really shoot that much. Doesn't offer much, but.
3: That fit right in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Th- yeah. Be right, right, right with him. Well, Sandy, what do you think of the Nate Robinson sighting?
2: Well, I, I, my, my See, initial line for two months. My initial line was, was, uh, what's the over under on, uh, the number of games before he starts complaining about his minutes, about his yeah. role? And, yeah. It's
1: the same boat with Andre Miller, right? I mean, they're both guys that are, if they're not involved, they might be a little unhappy. Yeah. Hmm. We well, saw Miller even grumbled a little bit last year with George, and George absolutely loved Andre Miller. So. Well, I, what, the, what bothers me is that
2: it seems redundant to have Andre Miller on the roster if you have Nate Robinson here. It's another one of those moves that strikes you as not necessarily outrageous, just curious. Yeah, it's just. Odd. Especially
1: given the fact too that (laughs) Tim Conley said, I believe on draft night when they traded close to Kufis, he did so to get rid of the log jam at center. And he's now created two log jams at power forward. There's one with
2: with four (laughs) guys, guys, point point guard. There's three guys. So you
1: have, you've got rid of one log jam, but you've created two more. So, you know, what do you, what's going on? What are you, what are you setting up for? The Nuggets
3: have also the smallest backcourt in the (laughs) NBA with Randy Foy. Ty Lawson, throw in Nate Robinson in there, you know. I, the tallest one of the punches, Andre Miller. You know, it's th- wait.
0: Well, this is well, the Randy time Ford's of year, Andre moving Miller, into the fall, ball. where we're going to be talking about who's going to be the leader, who's going to be the superstar. Come who's on, it's tradition. We talk about this every year. This yeah, time, it up. <laughs> it's good. Mean, it mean,
1: up.
2: There's, there's the last man standing. <laughs> we, got, basically we got a, a bunch Ty of Austin. guys
0: who are moderately successful NBA players. Uh, you're right, though, Nate.
2: Uh, I mean, he is the last. Band standing, big, small, or otherwise. That's pretty much Andrei
1: is in Golden State. Ganilo, I, Danilo Gallinari is going to be in a suit to start the season. You know, I mean, that's you're
2: left it's with tying. He's either coming back on Thanksgiving or Valentine's Day, though. <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: Gallinari? Somewhere, like in I said, there was th- this right. translation of this. Of, I <laughs> saw it of this video that he put out, um, that he did with some some TV network in Italy when, and it was like, I'll be back November, December. Like, <laughs>
0: January. Really? February? Well, in Italy, you know, the <laughs> Valentine's Day is always the second and third Thursday of every month. Some <laughs> really? yeah. So maybe that's what you guys are thinking of. Thank goodness <laughs> you're <laughs> here. God,
3: otherwise, we would not know that information. It is interesting. But it's just that they'll, they'll be a drop off. I mean, I'm fully expecting a drop off in wins next year. And, you know, it's just to see whether, you know, whether they can come together in the way that is envisioned here. With all these players, though, it's going to be hard. I mean that's you you know there's almost a too many players kind of thing. The Nuggets were almost there last year. Now they've officially gone past you know to maybe too many, to definitely too many on the roster. So I don't know.
1: Especially when you have you know the rumors being out there of Josh Kroenke wanting to see guys like Javale Fournier and Hamilton get more minutes, and then you sign guys like you know Hickson, Randy (laughs) Foy, and Nate Robinson (laughs) to come in and maybe eat (laughs) some of those. So it's like. Is the was there really a mandate there from Josh Kroenke, or are those? Like, how are you going to get those guys minutes? And I have a feeling that we might see a different roster by the time we get to October. I don't could quite know, but they could trade someone. I mean, I they
3: maybe. I mean, I'm not going to predict anything because I didn't. Mozgov's
2: in the mix. Mozgov signed back.
3: for which was a cause of great consternation on Denver Stiffs. Which was so surprising to me. It
1: almost seemed like Mazgov signed a max contract <laughs> the way that The way they were talking. I mean, it's-
3: and it's like you you look at it and you're like, okay, there's great consternation over Kostakoufis and Timofei Mozgov. The two least consequential players, well, maybe not not Kostakoufis, but specifically Mozgov. They signed him because they had no backup center, literally no backup center. It's like, why get upset about that? I mean, that's the least upsetting signing they have done.
1: By far, and the biggest thing that you know is kind of riding on everything is they're putting the onus on Javale McGee. It's either sink or swim time for him, and they're going to figure it out. But I think as well, you know, I mean, Masai Ujiri signed him to that extension, right? So that was you'd have to say Masai's plan, as well as now it looks like Tim Conley's plan, is to figure out what Javale McGee can do.
3: I've I, I said this to Nate before, Sandy, and I'll, I'll say it to you. This is, we're going on JaVale McGee's sixth season in the league. It's not as if he hasn't been given a chance to play. It, it's this, this mantra that we don't know what we have in JaVale McGee is starting to become laughable. He is somewhat, he's going to sixth season in the NBA.
2: Now correct getting, me if I'm wrong on the timeline, but Connolly watched McGee in Washington. I believe he yeah. drafted him. He was, drafted he him. He was, interested was in the yeah. The primary guy necessarily yeah, yeah. drafted him, but he was involved in the process.
1: And he did say that he did like Javel you know for that draft, so he has
2: Yeah. yeah. You're right. At thirty minutes a game?
1: Yeah. Maybe. Was, uh,
2: <laughs> At was altitude? altitude?
1: Yeah, can he play With
2: an asthma condition? Yeah.
3: And I believe I believe I was what we were watching. I believe it was with you actually. You and I were watching the play- last playoff game. Yes. And I I I it was like and you kind of nudged me and you said, "5 minutes. Just watch it 5 minutes." <laughs> and then after 5 minutes, Javale's quality dropped
2: off like a absolutely bomb.
3: It was just boom. He hit that 5-minute wall and he just became an idiot on the court. And but the 5 minutes previous. You can play like, him with
2: anybody. That uh, that's the thing. If you play him with Fareed, it's a disaster. Uh, you play him with Hickson, I would anticipate, complete disaster. Yeah. He doesn't rotate. Uh Yes, he does spectacular, often unimaginably athletic things on the court. But it, it, this is the thing of the, the, the Miller criticism that always struck me as, as being somewhat overstated. Now, obviously, there is room to criticize Andre Miller on any number of levels. But it seemed to me that with Andre Miller everybody, most especially perhaps JaVale McGee, loved to play with him. Yeah. yeah, And it seems with McGee, other than maybe Andre Miller, who's able to facilitate McGee in a lot of ways, that nobody particularly enjoys playing. It's nothing personal, yeah. but he doesn't play well with others in a stylistic sense. And, and, hey, maybe Brian Shaw has given deep thought to this issue and many others. This roster composition seems even more unconventional than the one we saw last year as a matter of experimentation work reasonably well for the most part, particularly over the last 59 games. To me now, the roster composition seems even more odd. And you have a coach who has never been in this position before having to put these rather strange pieces together yeah. and make it work without any real knowledge of how they're going to play on either end of the floor, offensively or defensively. And the Iguodala business, just in terms of simple metrics, the Nuggets were one of the five best defensive teams in the league last year on a points-per-possession basis with Iguodala on the floor. Yeah. They were one of the ten worst defensive teams with Iguodala off the floor. Tells you his worth. And virtually (laughs) dysfunctional with McGee and Fareed on the floor. At both ends. At both
3: ends. I remember remember there was a, a game. I forget which game it was this last season. They were in together... For maybe three minutes and it was some of the worst basketball you've ever seen <laughs> it's just running into each other going for the same yeah, rebound true. and all that we stuff. just
1: kind of seen the the, the team usa uh, minicamp scrimmage they had the other day you know farid is actually knocking down some jumpers and stuff yeah. so you can mm-hmm. think yeah it was the more he's 23 the more he can you know round out his game and pull himself away from the paint and hit shots he could perhaps coexist with javel like they're both still super young even though it's Chevelle's 6th season
2: it strikes me work. that Fareed's game can grow i i i think McGee's game is what it is i i think i, I
3: tend to believe that too. i mean it's like i said he's 20 what 24 25 now and going into his 6th season it's just like there's there, there's always that point of demarcation where you know what a player is you know, it, it sometimes change. with the center it's different. It sometimes with the center, sometimes yeah. You know, uh, um, I'm trying to think of uh, a late blooming center. Um, well, I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> but centers tend to develop slower, but they, you tend to know what they're going to be by about the fourth year because they make. Big strides. Right. I mean, what is what? Hibbert's fifth year now. Uh, Hibbert's a pretty good example. Yeah, and Hibbert, Hibbert's, but you know, he learned verticality. You know, just
1: jumping straight in the air with your arms up. His Body composition but, completely changed from college to the NBA. Right, absolutely,
3: he lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And he, he's, but he's a very smart player. And he, I don't know.
2: And Marcus be somewhat of an example.
3: Yes, my Marcus took about th- about three four years yeah. to really round into who he is now. And it's it's you know hopefully you know you hope that Javel could do it but you're getting to the point where it's six seasons in you got to know and and that's where it's uh, he's right on that line and if he doesn't make a astronomical leap this year i don't know what to say about him i mean
1: that's just the way
3: i view it so
1: it's hard to tell i mean you saw the Celtics sign Brad Stevens to what did he get a 5 year deal yeah and you think Brian's
3: ballsy signing.
1: But Brian Shaw gets like a, I think he has a 3-year deal with Denver or something like that. You're not setting Brian Shaw up for success next season obviously. You really aren't. You're losing uh, a dollar. you have this jumbled roster. You have to be willing to put in some time with Brian Shaw to get him a team that he's going to be comfortable with and kind of let him this, you know, this get This strikes on his me
2: as strictly a year of experimentation. Yeah. Uh, I I don't say that that means the bottom falls out. Um, who knows. They could be in the playoffs. Uh, the, the West is kind of a strange conference now. Uh, mm-hmm. Seemingly quite top heavy. Yeah. And it um, seems like the moves they made
1: too were made to get them back into the playoffs. I mean, Randy Foy, uh, Hickson to a degree and, uh, Darrell Arthur are all pretty veteran players. You know, and in well, a the thing, Arthur
2: move I actually liked.
1: Yeah.
3: I, I did too. I, I mean, I understand. We haven't seen him yet. But, I don't know but, if he but
1: exists, uh, but.
3: In a vacuum, in a vacuum, the Arthur move is fantastic. And, but I think the Iguodala thing is the way that unfolded made that trade kind of look worse. And, and I, li- I happen to like him as a player. I mean, I, I think he'll, he's got toughness and he will give toughness to the roster. But when you go ahead and sign Hickson, it's kind of like, well, what the hell did you get Arthur for? I mean, it's yes. another, another power forward. Now you got Arthur, Farid, Hickson. And Randolph.
1: And Randolph. And Hickson's a guy that's kind of been known keep to keep reminding want to me play people I've
3: forgotten. <laughs> 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 Man, I forgot. That's why I'm here. Yeah,
1: so I mean there, there there's literally there's, there's fifteen guys on the roster. You get Quincy Miller too that yeah. you know has shown some improvement and needs some time on the court to show what he can do. Well, it's he just, gained you crazy. know he
3: he gained some weight, so apparently that means according to Denver Stiffs they need to trade Gallinari. Because <laughs> Quincy Miller
0: Quincy Miller somebody. hit a three pointer in summer league <laughs> trade Gallup. Yes. he's ready. He is now ready.
1: But it's it's yeah. an interesting roster. It's an interesting uh, situation, and it's it kind of all just it still spells to me that there's a hope. And I think it was the same way with Masai. They got kind of lucky with the fact that Carl guided that team to fifty seven wins but I still think that they were kind of in a holding pattern of hoping that some superstar somewhere was going to become available and maybe they could get in on trade talks for that. And I still think that perhaps the Nuggets are trying to set up for that same situation, not with the guys perhaps that they signed, but maybe with some other players that we don't know yet. Obviously, there's you know, Lawson and Gallo are going to be your, your two biggest trade baits. So, I mean, maybe Farid as well in, a, in right. a package with a bigger no, that's salary. That's the core,
3: wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Freed, free Gallo and Ty. Yeah, that's that's what really what the core is, and then all the rest of them are fringe. You know, yeah, so you never know. Craziness. Craziness. Ross is still with us. I'm here,
2: guys. R- Ross, <laughs> Ross, okay. yeah. Ross just kind of checked out. Yeah, we I, I actually there. saw
0: drool coming. Yeah. In. I was
2: just you know. That's
0: <laughs> doing everybody a favor.
2: <laughs> like we're on the we're
0: on the brink of a Bronco Super Bowl run, and we're talking about, we're talking about the I'm Nuggets, talking nuggets yeah. in July. <laughs> This is this is why we're here. This is why we're here. Who says the Nuggets aren't the best fan base in the world? Gas. who says that's it? true? I don't know. It's
1: ridiculous if you ask. Got me. people like they're us nice. here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, boys, is that about it? That'll <laughs> do it. it,
0: Sandy. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you thank so you. much for coming. Always back. enjoy, it, fellas. And uh Jeff, hey buddy, you know what? These things you believe to be true,
2: I think they're going to come true next week.
0: Oh really? Uh,
1: Johnny Football. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Look out. Yeah, <laughs> Got a new backup. Uh... All right, guys. That's going to do it. See. Ross hipster's Glasses. Martin, Jeff Morton from Thornton, and Sandy Clough. The fan. We're out here. We'll see you All guys right. next week.